Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Before I get started... This is a brief warning that this episode contains content that may be triggering for some. If the discussion of difficult pregnancies or miscarriage causes difficulty for you, be aware it is discussed for a short time in this story. If you're dealing with personal tragedy or any difficulty yourself, please feel comfortable to contact a service in your country. For Australians, I recommend Lifeline on 13 11 14. Now let's begin. Working with a difficult boss can be incredibly hard. For many, it can feel like the balance of power is weighed far too heavily in their favour. Guilt, intimidation, derision and lies are just some of the tools a horrible boss can use against their employees. While some may feel able to stand up and defend themselves, many others may feel trapped into staying quiet through job insecurity and low income. After all, with immediate bills to pay, what would happen if you were to just lose your job? Some hope that organisations like job agencies will provide them with safety from the awful bosses. But what if the company that was meant to help you ended up enabling the monster instead? That's what happened to Sandy when she sought help against a difficult boss. I'm Sam Blacker, and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. Sandy had been having difficulty finding work, living off of government payments while applying for jobs every week. So it was a relief when even a low hour per week casual job became available. I saw an ad that they'd advertised on the Facebook like looking for jobs page just in the area and I applied via email and got invited in for an interview and the interview went quite well I thought. This was a normal small-town job application, really. They spoke about their lives, discovered they had family members going to the same school. It was all very normal stuff, with no red flags. I only worked there for a few months, not even six months, and um, nothing really happened until, like, two, three months in, probably about three months in. Everything was fine until then. So... Sandy started work, never seeing her boss, who worked at one of the other stores anyway, until one small act triggered something Sandy never expected. So I took a sick day, just one sick day in the three months that I'd worked there, and I only did like three shifts a week. Now it's important to note that Sandy worked a casual shift job, which does open up a whole discussion of workers' rights and what they're entitled to, because this was for a personal emergency. One of my friends had... A miscarriage and I was with her in the hospital all night and I went home I was trying to kind of sleep I'd been with her all night and then I was going straight back into the hospital as soon as visiting hours started again and I called her I set an alarm for six in the morning to call her to give her as much notice as possible and I told her I 
what the whole situation, I was like, I can't come into work today, sorry. And she was like, yep, okay, that's fine. Um, she's like, it puts me in a bad position. She wasn't happy, but she was like, okay, fine. At first, it did seem like things were fine, like Sandy's boss did understand. Now, Sandy's job was a food-based job at around 12 hours a week, definitely not enough to survive on, so she was still receiving limited government assistance. She wanted to increase the amount of time spent working, so she was excited when an opportunity arose. The job agency was offering me a free five-day course where I'd get five qualifications. I'd get like a barista course, a hygiene course, like a bunch of stuff that was going to help me get like a more permanent job because like I said, she was only giving me three shifts a week. It was like 12 hours a week. Unfortunately, this meant she would need three days off work. So again, she informed her boss of a short but necessary change to her shifts. And I messaged my boss and I was like, oh, hey, my job agency has just given me this really great opportunity. I have to take these days off work. And she was like, but you have a job. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it's to get like a something with more hours. Already not a great reaction. Sure, it wasn't an end of the world scenario, but unfortunately this was just the beginning. And then as soon as I gave her that information, I called my job agency back and I was like, so this is what's happened. She doesn't seem to want to give me the time off, but I really want to do this course. Like it's really going to help me. And um, that's kind of where everything turned sour. Now, normally someone who's working a job that's only 13 hours a week would expect that a job agency would want her to get full-time work. That is the job of the job agency. Having them side with the employer would be surprising, especially when the job agency didn't even help Sandy get the job. But the next phone call completely changed the situation. Because I got a call back from the job agency boss lady. I don't know. I'd never dealt with her before. She wasn't my um, like face-to-face provider. And she started telling me that my boss at the shop had called her and complained to say that I called in sick all the time and I'm never, like, I'm not doing a great job and she can't afford to give me these few days off because I'm never there any other time and stuff like that. And I was like, what the hell? This was all new information for Sandy. Last she'd heard... Her boss was fine with the one day she'd taken off and she was completely unaware of these other complaints. But that wasn't all the job agency boss had to say. And she started telling me that as someone who was through a job um, provider agency, I was only allowed to take sick days if I was personally sick. So basically between the two of them, they were telling me I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to take time off from my casual job. That gave me three shifts a week. So now Sandy was being told by her boss and the woman who held the reins to her additional income that she had even less rights than a normal casual employee. This left her with nothing to do but apologise. What other option did she have? So after this phone call with this job agency lady who kept telling me I had to apologise, I have to be a better worker, otherwise my Centrelink payments were going to get cut. Yeah, so I messaged my boss. I was like, I'm really sorry that this has happened. I didn't didn't know, I didn't mean for there to be a misunderstanding. I'm happy to work. I want to prove I'm reliable. Again, Sandy was a casual employee in a tight financial situation, being forced to apologise for taking sick leave for a friend's miscarriage and wanting to take a little time to improve herself. 
After being manipulated into apologising by a job agency she had thought she could trust, she hoped it would end there. Unfortunately, that wasn't going to happen. Instead, her boss chose to pursue the issue. And um, I got a message back saying how unacceptable it is to be taking days off for a friend who's in hospital and I should have gone after work or before work and I should have come anyway. I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, it was a really serious reason why I took work off. Like, I'm not taking this lightly my three days a week. Sandy hoped the apologies and explanations would help smooth the situation. Instead, things escalated in a way that left Sandy completely uncertain about where she stood and what her rights were. And she was like, well, I've had a miscarriage and I know what it takes and I know that you you don't need to support her and stuff like that. Like, I, I've had a miscarriage. I've had two in six months, so I know what it's like. And I was like, oh, damn. It's important to note, this new information provides so much more insight into what this boss could have been going through or what events sculpted her into the person she was. There must always be sympathy because this is an horrific event that, as a man, I can honestly only ever guess at how it would affect someone. And this is a shade of grey Sandy now had to deal with too. Her boss was using her own personal tragedy to invalidate the events her friend had been going through. And while Sandy was unbalanced, her boss pressed her attack this time attempting to undermine the education Sandy had sought for herself. She said, um, you don't need those certificates. A reference from me is more important than any certificate you'll ever have. This was now a fight for control, and being in the position of employee meant that Sandy was at a disadvantage. She had no other job to go to. She couldn't fall back on work assistance payments because they had told her she'd be ineligible if she left her job. And just in case she did try to use education to leave, her boss used another strategy. And then she started doing stuff like adding shifts and, like, giving me, like, no notice, being like, well, I've put you on Sunday, and I'm like, well, can't do Sunday, sorry. Now, this is obviously done on purpose. Placing sudden shifts on days Sandy couldn't work provided her boss with more examples of evidence Sandy wasn't working. Sandy's boss wasn't firing her, she was just creating more reasons to berate her and inform on her to the job agency. And this would have continued until, after months of searching, Sandy found an exit. I was, I was actually just really lucky. I found another job um, and I ended up um, quitting via text. Even as she escaped, Sandy had to suffer one last little barb from her boss because she couldn't have Sandy feeling like she'd won. This was all about control. And I messaged her that night. I was like, hi, um, I found another job. You need to take me off the roster. I won't be in tomorrow. And she was like, "Mm, yes, with pleasure. All kinds of people end up in the position of boss and unfortunately, some of them are a lot like Sandy's former employer. Luckily for Sandy, she was able to get free, but for others, it can take much longer, and for some, it's still taking place. If this story has brought back memories to you or maybe connects with an experience you're currently going through, please feel free to get in touch through my website, samblacker.com. I'd love to share your story too. But until then, good luck at work. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.